Hi, I'm Ty Cooper, Vice President of Policy and Communications at the New Jersey Economic Development Authority. Welcome to eConversations, the NJEDA podcast. Today I'm here with Elizabeth Limbrick, who's leading all the work around brownfields and environmental issues at EDA. EDA is leveraging brownfields to drive economic growth, encourage thriving urban centers, and create inclusive downtown communities with a focus on reducing poverty. Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you so much, Ty. I am thrilled to be here. So super excited to have you here, but also want to talk about you for a second. You have a tremendous body of work around environmental issues, but specifically around brownfields. Give me a little bit of, of your background. So most recently, I was at the New Jersey Institute of Technology, NJIT, where we had a grant from the United States Environmental Protection Agency, and that grant was called the Technical Assistance to Brownfields Communities Grant. And we helped communities up and down the East Coast, from Maine to Mississippi, develop strategies for redeveloping their brownfield sites. Um, it involved a lot of different things, from educating communities to providing resources and tools for them. Um, I just really love doing it. Well, I'm glad that New Jersey has you here at EDA, so that was a huge coup for us. Um, but can you take us through the basics? For those that are listening right now, what are brownfields? So brownfields, uh, there's a very loose definition out there. Um, it's any site that is contaminated or even just perceived to be contaminated that's interfering with the redevelopment of the property. So I like to say that it's a redevelopment project just like any other. It just has an environmental twist to it. So that concept of brownfields is really taking something that is either bad or harmful and turning that into something that's good for the people that are living in that particular area. And as these sites get revitalized and cleaned up, they're strengthening community health, equity, sustainability, and resiliency. I love this. And you seem so excited about the work that you're doing. What's been one of your favorite projects? I have worked on so many projects throughout um, my career. Um, I have to say, probably one of my favorites might actually be one that wasn't here in New Jersey. That's okay for now. <laughs> um, we were in Maine, um, and it was actually a rural area. And we worked with the community to figure out what they wanted to redevelop their brownfield site as. So they had actually found the funding to do the cleanup, but they weren't really so sure about the reuse of the site. So we sat down with them and determined that they actually wanted to have a park and we were able to reuse some of the trails that were put in for the excavation and construction equipment that was used to do the cleanup. We reused those to make those trails for folks to be able to get out into nature. That's awesome. And one thing that you constantly hit on, I think it's so critical that listeners really understand, is the importance of community being involved. Why does that lead to the success of Brownfield Projects? How important is it to have the community involved? Well, I, I think it's super important, and I think it's as important to get them involved as early in the process as possible, because in the end, you know, when you think about, well, whose project is this? Um, in the end, it's really the community's project. It's the people who are living there. Right. Um, it's their project. They're the ones who are going to be living with it after, you know, if a developer comes in it after they're gone. They're the ones who are living there. So first of all, it should be something that makes sense for that community. You don't want to put something in that won't even work with what is going exactly. on in the community. Exactly. And then you know, you want that community support behind it so that it doesn't um, fall off the rails <laughs> as you're moving down. You know, If you're a developer and you start getting involved in a project and all of a sudden you find out that the community doesn't support it, that can really you know, put a halt to a project. So getting that support and community buy-in early um, is 
definitely a good strategy. I think that's excellent, and, and it feeds right into the governor's plan, investing in people, investing in communities. One of the new things we're doing at EDA is this new Brownfield Loan Program. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about this program? So we are working on that. Um, I've been here for a short while, and it's been a priority of mine. I'm getting the application together. We think it will be ready um, in January for folks to take a look at um, and apply to the program. We are going to be providing loans for private developers and public sector, if they're interested as well, to redevelop brownfield sites. And it can be anywhere from assessment, mm -hmm. investigation, cleanup. And what's really super cool about this program is that you can use the money for demolition. <laughs> you can use this money for asbestos abatement, for PCBs, for lead-based paint. These are some of the things that are really hard to find other funding sources for. So I'm really proud and happy to be involved in a program that is, you know, looking out and seeing that this is where the gaps are, and we're going to fix that, and we're going to fill those gaps. That's awesome. And you're also doing a lot of work with the Department of Environmental Protection. So NJDEP has been our partner hand-in-hand -hand with so many efforts. What's the important role that they're playing with you, and how, how closely are you guys really working? I am working with them very closely. Um, I have weekly meetings with this uh, new group called the Community Collaborative Initiative. So that is a group that it was started over at DEP a few years ago, and it really kind of got started in Camden. And it was sort of a case manager from DEP who was recognizing that some of the issues Camden was facing weren't necessarily in what was considered, you know, his critical mission area, mm -hmm. which in his case, it was actually brownfields. Um, some of the issues that w w Camden was facing related to flooding and combined sewer overflows, which isn't really a brownfields issue, but he realized you can take a brownfield site, you can be partnering with the community, understanding that this is their issue. Their okay. issue is flooding. Um, and he took that and developed all these different partnerships, was bringing in nonprofits, different levels of city government, the Camden County Municipal Utilities Authority, all these different partners, and they developed um, some green stormwater infrastructure, which, you know, is kind of a fancy word. They did put in a rain garden, a place where um, the stormwater had a place to go, to, you know, go back into the ground. And it's beautiful. It's a gateway to the community. Mm -hmm. The residents are happy. So, you know, we've expanded that program. So DEP expanded it first to a few additional communities. Then EDA came in with some additional funding recently. That's right. We have an MOU with DEP to add an addition. I think it's like there's 12 CCI communities in total now. Yes, and um, I'm thrilled to be working with them and figuring out, you know, how can we leverage all of these different partnerships to make these better places for all the residents of New Jersey and to drive um, economic development as well. So um, that's one thing I'm doing, I'm working on some environmental justice issues right. as well. Um, so the governor had signed an executive order, um, EO23, that mandated that every state agency consider environmental justice when going about and doing the business that they do. So now this is kind of coming to fruition, and I'm going to take charge of it here at EDA. That's right. <laughs> Super excited about I that. I am too. And we're going to look at, you know, what things that we're doing at EDA, how does that touch environmental justice? And I guess I, maybe I should define what environmental justice is. And that's really the concept that um, everyone 
should have kind of the same environmental um, challenges and benefits. So for instance, um, a lot of times in the past you might find that minority communities, um, communities that are lower income, would suffer more of a burden of environmental things. Like that's where the landfills would go, that's where the pollution, that's where all these different things, incinerators, if you're gonna cite them, they tended to end up in these locations um, for a variety of reasons, you know. Some of them being uh, land value, but some of them being that just the political will. Um, it was easier to get that through in those communities than maybe it was in a white suburban community. Mm -hmm. Well, the idea is that we should all share the burden and we should also all share in the benefits. So when I talk about benefits, it might be things like a park. That's um, right. So everybody should share equally. So we are gonna be looking at the programs that we have at EDA to make sure that you know we are administering them in a way that promotes environmental justice. I love this, I think that's fantastic and really do applaud the governor for his work on this, it's incredibly exciting. And also you seem so passionate and excited about this work, I think EDA has done a great job with bringing you on. Um, this has been really informative, really technical, so I'm learning a lot about brownfields today. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? So there's partnerships, there's the environmental justice, executive order, um, there's a brownfield revolving loan program, and that's just like your first couple weeks, so no <laughs> pressure, no pressure. <laughs> well, I, you know, I just want everybody out there um, to realize, you know, what great opportunities brownfields are um, and not be afraid of them. You know, I mentioned that they're like any other development project. Um, they really can be used uh, to be community assets. Um, so don't be afraid of them. There's a lot of resources out there. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to your friends at DEP um, and others as well. We can take you through it. There's a lot of tools and resources. Um, sometimes it can be a little more work to work on a brownfield site, but in the end, it's really rewarding. Um, and you know, I just wanna see these sites put back into a really good re reuse. So reach out to us at EDA. So the real winner in all this is EDA for having Elizabeth Lindbergh on the team now. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely.